Welcome to Sermon Seasonings, the podcast of Christchurch Gladesville, where we dig in a little more depth into the passage that we looked at on Sunday. I'm Mandy Curley. And I'm Brayden, Brayden Lucas. Indeed you are. So on Sunday, we continued our series in the book of Proverbs. We were up to Proverbs chapter 9, and we saw clearly the invitations of Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly. We were presented with the choice of how will we live to get life right, and will we actually follow uh, Lady Wisdom and the way that she sets down. Mm. So, Braden, you seem to often uh, bring us the sermon when we're at that decision point of will <laughs> we trust what God has to say in his word. Right. Is that yeah. just a coincidence? Possibly, but it could have something to do with my role. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it was a really great uh, day. Across the day, we saw that there were visitors there. And one of the things that I think we're both most excited about is there are people who were there who are still keen to mm. investigate more and to think more about yeah. who is Jesus and what are they doing with their life. And so it's great to have the opportunity to dig into passages like this where we get to present that choice to people. Yeah, it was awesome. It's really, really good that people are keen to keep exploring. Yeah. And so what are we going to do today? Because we've already talked once about the difference between preaching a sermon where you're expecting lots of people in the audience to not yet be Christian. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what are we going to have a look at? Uh, Yeah, so I thought I'd take us through a couple of questions that I had in preparing that I think could be helpful for people if they're planning to Bible study on this um, and some things that might just seem a bit peculiar about the passage. So I've got sort of three Three questions, if you like. Some of the first, we'll start by looking at some of the similarities and differences between the two invitations in a little bit more kind of closer detail than what we did on this on Sunday. Uh, then we might ask the question about what's going on with that middle section of of the passage, verses seven to twelve. Why is this Why kind is of ins- <laughs> inserted in there between these two invitations? And um, the last one, we'll look at why why is it that Lady Folly seems to get the the last word. Here, uh, chapter nine is the end of the prologue of Proverbs. Why is it Lady Folly who gets the last word? Mm. Mm, well, three big questions for us to consider. So the first one is to look really at those two invitations and the similarities and differences. Would you like me to read the yep, beginning of the passage? Definitely. That'll be fantastic. Okay. So reading from Proverbs chapter nine, wisdom has built her house. She is set up at seven pillars She's prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her servants and she calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, come, eat my food and drink the wine I've mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. Awesome. It might actually be worth just going and reading Lady Folly's bit as well so we can hear them next to each other. Folly is an unruly woman. She is simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, stolen water is sweet, food eaten in secret is delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. Awesome. Thank you. So very, very similar structures really to both these sections. Mm -hmm. You kind of get introduced to the character in the first verse or first two verses, I suppose. Uh, Then we kind of get a 
the way, I guess you could say that they they conduct the invitation mm-hmm. in verse three and in verse fifteen, uh, and then you get the content of that of that invitation. You get these two quotes in verses four and five, and then in verses sixteen and seventeen, and then it finishes with kind of the outcome for those who accept mm. each invitation. So if we start off with the introduction, who who are, who are these characters? Well, what we see a lot of difference actually here mm. between between the two of them. You get this description of Lady Wisdom doing stuff. She's actually building her house. She set it up on uh, seven pillars. We hear that number seven again. I think we should be familiar um, with that number from our series in Revelation. Completeness. She finishes her house. She finishes the work, and then she's preparing the food. She's actually doing the work. She's setting the table. She's actually getting everything ready. It's a positive picture of a of a woman who is putting the effort in to get things ready to provide hospitality for those that she's about to invite. And then you get Lady Folly, <laughs> and I mean straight up, we don't get anything about what she's doing. It's actually a, a comment on her character. She's an unruly woman and then we're told she's simple and knows nothing which is i mean you could say that's quite a brutal assessment of a person of a person but what i think is actually interesting we'll, we'll do a little bit of skipping here is if you skip down to the people that the invitation goes out to the same word is used they're both the simple, simple. Uh, yeah. which is really interesting because it's kind of like that saying where the blind leading the blind in, in a way with in terms of lady folly's invitation she's she is the person she's calling out, out to, to. Um, which is quite interesting. Uh, then when we get to the way, you know, we, we saw in verse two, Lady Wisdom's preparing everything. <laughs> then we get to verse 14. What's going on with Lady Folly? What's she doing to get things ready? Nothing. <laughs> she's sitting at the door of her house. Uh, she's she's uh, barely involved in, in, in doing anything. Um, she is at the same kind of place mm. as Lady Wisdom. It's interesting because it is picks interesting. up in both of them. Like, so Folly's at a seat at the highest point of the city yep. in verse 14 and Lady Wisdom is calling in verse yep. 3 from the highest point in the city. Yeah, so location-wise... They're, they're doing they're at the same place and and really what that's trying to say is they're at a place where they can get access to as many people as possible the highest point of the city they can call out to all but even in the nature of how they send out this invitation first thing we hear from lady wisdom she sends her servants out she's active she's going doing whatever she can so that that invitation can go kind of as far as possible. Uh, whereas when we get to Lady fifteen, uh, Lady Folly in verse 15, sorry, what's she doing? She's just calling out to those who pass by. You kind of get this picture of a lady sitting on the front steps of her house, just like, oh, there's a person. Oi, hey. do you want to come in? Uh, there's not real, a real effort. She'll just take kind of what she can get. Um but then we get to the content of the invitations and verse 4 and verse 16 in even in the Hebrew as well are identical so they are uh, exact same words the whole the whole um, first part of each of those verses let all who are simple come to my house now what's really interesting and and I think if if you were had fortunate enough to be a morning church uh, was read really really well um, you know you get the call of Lady Wisdom first. Let all who are simple come to my house. And then it's almost like Lady Folly is like kind of copying that invitation. No, let all who are simple come to my house. So she's kind of like trying to just jump off the coattails of uh, Lady Wisdom in a little bit there. And then again, to those who have no sense, she says that's exactly the same again in, in the Hebrew in both for both invitations. And then we get the difference. 
Come eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will walk in the way of insight. Now, you'll notice that ho- those whole two verses are spoken by Lady Wisdom in her invitation. When we get to uh, Lady Folly's invitation, only verse 17 is spoken. So there's almost like she herself doesn't even know the implications of her, invite, her, of her invitation. Sorry. But of course, the content of the invitation is completely different. Stolen water is sweet. Food eaten in secret is delicious. This is someone, she hasn't prepared anything. She doesn't even have as good a stuff to offer. And she, she, this food eaten in secret, what is actually going on there? This idea that there's almost a sense in which like, she doesn't even really know what she has to offer. And if you accept her invitation, you don't actually have any idea of what you're getting yourself into. But Lady Wisdom does. She's prepared the food. She's prepared the wine. She's mixed it. And she knows what you're going to get when you come to her. You're going to get life. You're going to mm. get, a, you're going to be able to walk in the way of insight. She actually is aware of what she's offering. Unlike Lady Folly, who has no idea. And there needs to be a comment, little on, comment on Lady Folly's invitation. That's verse 18. But little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. It's actually a comment on Lady Folly's invitation. It's not, enclosed in the invitation itself yeah um so the sense that we're supposed to get is one is clearly better than the other Mm. even though they're really similar and one of the things i think that for kind of where maybe where the rubber hits the road a little bit for us practically is this is really kind of it's meant to be a stark picture of what it looks like to be allured by sin i think Mm. and it's that sense that Sometimes the invitation seems really similar and it's calling um, to the same people. It's calling to us and it seems really good in a moment, but actually we don't know where it leads and we need someone to come and tell us where it leads and it actually leads to death, whereas trusting in the way of the Lord, wisdom, leads to life. And so that allure of sin, it comes out to both people. It seems really good, but actually underneath all of it is deception and a road to death. Mm. And I think that your opening illustration really clearly helped us to see that, that it's not that there are these two good options and you're kind of trying to pick, oh, which one mm. should I do, knowing that whatever you pick, you're going to be letting someone down, and or even the, that one's good but something else is better. Mm. Like here is a clear – you can't have more black and white. Yeah. Like yeah. – one is very, very good. Like, in fact, you can, I can't imagine anything much better than, you know, leave your simple ways, you will live, you will walk in the way of insight. Yeah. It's delightful mm, mm. as opposed to, you know, the warning. And it really is. It's quite ominous, the warning, because little do they know the dead are there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that her guests are deep in the realm deep, of the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's really got that dark. It doesn't pull any punches, does it? No. no yeah. um, and so it's such, it does set up such a helpful contrast for us that leaves you in no doubt that mm. one is good and one is bad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I feel like that's good. We could probably move on to the next uh, question. So uh, next question, um, that middle bit that, that, middle we, bit. that, yeah, we, yeah. that we didn't look at. Should, should I read that now so I that we can consider that? I reckon that would be a that? good idea, yeah. So from verse 7, whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. 
for through wisdom your days will be many and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. Awesome. Thank you. So there are a few few things probably to point out here. Um, the first thing just to mention briefly is actually about the whole of chapter nine. And that's, it actually functions like a bookend with chapter one. So chapter one is the opening of the pro- prologue, chapter nine is the closing, and they sort of are complementing each other in what they're doing. In, in We actually see Lady Wisdom speak in Proverbs chapter one as well. And now we can, she comes back up here. And so we're meant to sort of say this is a book. And that's just helpful because I think verse seven to 12 kind of helps to capture and close that bookend. So that's part of the function of it. Another part is what you have to do when you're reading it is actually kind of come out of the metaphor a little bit. So if uh, one to six and uh, 13 to 18 are, uh, all this kind of personification, this metaphor, you've got to kind of come out of that and start to hear the voice of Solomon again, speaking to his son as, as we read that middle section. And what he's doing is kind of coming out of the imagery into reality a bit. So um, it's, a, it's like Solomon saying, I've been talking in imagery and now I'm coming out of that imagery to just give you some wise advice, almost like a comment on the imagery that I've, yep. I've been using in those, or I have been using and will use a bit later on in the passage. And so we come out of that. The second thing to mention is probably just to talk a tiny bit about that word mocker. It's an interesting word when it comes up in Proverbs because mockers are not given the chance of repentance. So whereas if you read the simple Earlier on, earlier on, they are kind of given that opportunity to choose or accept an invite. A mocker is actually generally they're they're associated with punishment. They're someone who has received or will receive, sorry, punishment. They're not actually given an opportunity to repent. So it's a different category than the simple, uh, and that's why it's so scathing <laughs> when you when you read these verses. The mockers, they're you basically just don't give them a chance. You know, you write them off if, if someone is a mocker. They invite insult. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Uh, do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. And then when we get to talk about uh, the mockers alone, again, sorry, in verse 12, if you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. There is this certainty to, um, I guess, the punishment for, for mockers. So what this is doing is we want to be able to extend this invite, but it helps us recognize when to stop and when to keep uh, when to keep extending that invite and keep helping people live rightly. If people are going to uh, insult or abuse us, then they're likely to be a mocker and actually they're not going to, to listen to wisdom. And so it helps us go, nah, I'm going to stop investing in this, this person and I'm going to kind of look somewhere else. It's almost like, I don't know if it's quite right to do this, but it's almost like the, the wiping the dust off the feet that we hear in the yeah. New Testament. Yeah, it's funny because I was wondering if it was um, similar to when um, Jesus is talking about uh, what you give to the dogs. Mm. And so, like, do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. Mm. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Yeah. It's got that similar kind of... Very similar. Yeah, yeah. um, ...idea to it that, you know, you are then taking what is precious and giving it to those who do not understand how precious Mm. it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 Uh, the only other thing I think to mention then is, is verse 10 and how we did get to talk a little bit about verse 10 on Sunday, but how that kind of functions in the middle of it. And it, it's that if people respond by fearing the Lord, then they are 
not going to be a mocker. Mm. And, yep. and they are wise. They don't have to know everything. They don't have to have perfectly wise living yet. But if they do respond with the beginning of wisdom, which is the fear of the Lord, then we can kind of you know, continue to instruct this person, continue to invest in them and continue to see them grow in wisdom and understanding of the Holy One. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think verse 10 ends up being the center of this whole passage that really the one who uh, chooses rightly is the one between the two invitations is the one who uh, is fearing the Lord, which is what we kind of said on, what well, is what we said on Sunday as well. Yeah. And um, it's really been what we've been seeing throughout the whole of Proverbs as mm. we've been building because, as you say, the... We all know that the the code to unlock the chest of wisdom that Josh yeah, shares with us right. about every it's because it does it begins Proverbs begins with the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and we've then spent as we've looked through the rest of these introductory chapters we've been kind of building on what that picture of what does it actually look like to fear the Lord and mm. to be growing in wisdom yep. and so it's unsurprising then that at the end of the introduction to Proverbs that we come back full center to this yep. idea that's right. Yeah, um, maybe I'll just quickly add if if I if that wasn't abundantly clear, I think what this is functioning to do is to just bring kind of the imagery into reality and give a comment of wisdom on the invitations and even the severity and the lengths of um, the responses. Mm. Might be you might be a mocker, in which case you're actually no longer you've actually chosen a path kind of at that point, and that is the path of folly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Not a good place to be. And then I guess, does that then bring us to sort of the last thing we were going to consider? Yeah. Which is interesting as you present that with the whole kind of the two choices and the Mm. one that is folly. And yet then this chapter ends on the note of what Lady Folly is calling out to us. Why on earth? Like, why does that get the last word? Yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome. I think one of the things we have to realise about the function of the prologue in the whole book of Proverbs. Remember, there's like another 20-odd chapters after this. So how does how does it all re- relate? I think the prologue, what it does for us is actually ends up asking us one big question. And it's almost like, do you want to read on? Uh-huh. Do you actually want to read on? Because if you want to choose uh, Lady Wisdom's path, then read on and see what it looks like to get life right. See what it looks like to have wisdom and, and live rightly. And so part of it is the author of Solomon is saying, here is the worst case, the worst path to follow. Look how bad it is. It leads to death. So why wouldn't you want to turn the page and go start reading chapter 10? So um, I think that's kind of why she gets the last word because it's actually quite a damning word for her. It's actually, it, it, it is negative. It's not meant to be like, oh, these offers are pretty close, like 49, 51. I don't know which one I'll go with. It's like, no, this path is ridiculous. Why would you want to choose that? go and turn the page and see how to follow um, Lady lady Wisdom. Yeah. And I guess in some way that contrast that sets it up because we've had the invitation to actually follow Wisdom. That comes first at the beginning to actually highlight Mm. how good that path is Mm. in contrast to the other. That's right. Um, The other other thing that is probably helpful to mention is that when we see Lady Folly come up here, um, it is appropriate to kind of – see her similarly to the adulterous woman that we've had in earlier chapters, uh, three to five, three to seven, five to seven, five five to to seven. seven. (laughs) And, um, and so it's, it's not, yeah, it's not inappropriate to see them as similar or the same kind of person. And so again, we're getting this sense throughout the whole prologue 
This is someone you don't want to be associated with. And so turn the page and see what it looks like to be associated with with wisdom, with, with lady wisdom. And so really that's a good place to wrap us up today because that's left us with the invitation to go, mm. well, what are you going to do? Yeah, We were presented with that challenge really clearly um, on Sunday of the value of actually following God's way and rejecting mm. uh, the way of foolishness. And so the invitation to us all now is, well, are you going to turn the page? Are you going to read on to see uh, what the way of wisdom and what fearing the Lord looks like? So yeah. I've been Mandy. And I've been Brayden. Join us again at church on Sunday as we continue our series in Proverbs. We move now into looking at some of the topics that are raised in the book of Proverbs. And this Sunday, we'll be looking at the whole idea of friendship. 